0: The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. One of the values of the paramis, these qualities, is that they are um, uh, uh, practices that are really applicable to daily life. And they're qualities that sometimes are, are developed more in daily life than on the meditation cushion. Uh, there are other qualities uh, that get developed more clearly or directly in meditation. So, for example, the seven factors of awakening are more closely connected to meditation. The paramis are more closely connected to how we live our daily life. And, um, and really, those are kind of the two important uh, legs of practice, is the leg of meditation practice and the leg of practicing daily life some people emphasize one over the other and it's really good to have them balanced so we can walk properly and not without having to walk with a a lilt. (laughs) Um, And um, the uh, so the paramis really support um, you know really come out of daily life and so it's kind of how can how can I cultivate these things and in any situation you find yourself especially ones that are trying in daily life they're really good to think but how can I what parami what perfection it needs to be developed right now or could be developed right now. It doesn't have to be, but it could be. And you might find yourself in a very trying situation that's a complete waste of your time, complete loss, complete wash, complete disaster, has no redeeming value whatsoever, you know, you know, not benefiting you one, one bit whatsoever unless you decide to make it beneficial. You have some choice in this matter. So you can ask yourself, You know, given a complete disaster situation, what's the generous thing to do here? What's the kind thing to do here? How can I use the situation to develop more patience, to develop more wisdom? So rather than being a victim of circumstances, someone who who engages in Buddhist practice um, should never be a victim of, of situations. Buddhist path is found by taking responsibility for ourselves in the situations we find ourselves in. And of course, things happen to us that shouldn't happen. And we are, you know, there is conventionally we can talk about being a victim. But the idea is not to kind of, you know, internally take that on, but internally to take responsibility for, for how we engage, how we relate to the situation we find ourselves in. And even if we can't change the situation, such an utter disaster, um, we can still how we relate to it is our responsibility, and we can make it something that's uh, valuable and meaningful um, uh, by what we ask ourselves and what we try to find and bring forth for that situation. And if we are, you know, if you, if, you're, if you if limit, we limit ourselves, or we burden ourselves, we shortchange ourselves when we kind of take on the victim mentality. We take on the mentality as poor me. I can't do anything here you can always do something. Maybe you can't fix anything in the world outside of there, but you can practice in the situation. So, you know, where's generosity, where's patience, where's the ethics, the virtue in this situation, where's um, the effort, where's the wisdom, where's the resolve, where's the truthfulness about the situation, where's the kindness that I can find in this situation, where's the, and if all else fails, where's the equanimity? Not going to be a which is a tenth of the parames. So, you know, so as I said earlier, this theme of this year touches kind of the heart of what it means to be human, a human being. But it also, uh, in doing that, uh, it really requires a lot of us as well. You know, we, we can't touch that heart, we can't engage that heart, or, uh, unless we also offer ourselves to it and really uh, rise to the occasion and really kind of engage in a, in hopefully a wholehearted way. Um, the heart of practice, the heart of ourselves not found without being wholehearted in how we engage in it. So, um, so part of what we'll do is you know, explore how these qualities pertain to our everyday life and what goes on in our life. Any questions about that, about the year, the, the structure of it, how it's set up, or anything you'd like to ask or make it clear? Yes, please. If, uh, if you have to miss one, is there going uh, to be a tape available, or? Ch- chan- we can't guarantee these things, but uh, t- uh, chances are is that uh, parts of the day will be recorded. And like today, they're being recorded. and. and uh, And so uh, at some point, they'll be up and available. And probably once they're up and available, probably someone in will will also send out maybe an email on that list saying, now it's available. So if you're on the email list, if you want that. um, And the handouts will also be available. So if you don't pick pick up a handout, uh, I usually have them here at the beginning of the day, but I forget to, or I usually pass them out at the end of the day. Some people uh, uh, can only come for part of the day, and then they don't pick it up, but they're here. So you're welcome to pick it up or, you know, if you're here, or you can get it from the website. Yes? Yes, I think that if it has to be a parmi, in order for it to be a parmi, it needs to be connected to the path of liberation and compassion. Is that what you said? Yes, yes. Could you give an example where generosity is not? I'm just. Well, that's a, well it's maybe hard. I mean, maybe generosity always involves a giving of something. Pure generosity uh, involves um, you know, uh, letting go of something that is, you know, not, you know, not, you know, non-obligatory. So it is kind of you can, you can make an argument that it's there, uh, but um, but any of uh, them. what or any of the parameters? You can make you can you make an argument you kind of seek to kind of trace it back, perhaps. But to make it explicit, that uh, that what we're doing here is exploring that part of the heart, the mind, that has to do with um, letting go. Of, um, of our clinging, of our fear, of our contraction, um, of freeing ourselves, not, you know, not, 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 not in some conventional way, but really looking back at the, very, in the deepest uh, resources of our heart. Uh, where do I hold on? Where do I have a sense of self um, that I'm clinging to that's, uh, that's uh, part of this? So there are plenty of generous people <coughs> who have a lot of attachment in the giving. Uh, they're attached to a sense of self, for example. <clears throat> I'm the generous person. And so, when you ask, you know, how is this connected to liberation, pretty quickly you would get back, you know, what more areas need to be liberated here? Is it, do I have an identity to this? Do I need something in return? Am I waiting for something? Uh, am I trying to prove something? Um, <clears throat> is there even fear connected to this generosity? So, it's kind of questioning and looking. So, it's, it's constant questioning where is it that I might be holding and stuck? Um, <clears throat> and so rather than kind of settling on the idea, oh yeah, it's a generous thing, it's an expression of liberation, it's very good, you know, I've done my, done my Buddhist duty. <laughs> now, that's not very interesting. What's interesting is, <clears throat> is, in a relaxed, friendly, loving way, is to keep asking, you know, where more? How much further can I go here in this freedom and letting go, and this liberation? <clears throat> and then is it compassionate? I mean, hopefully all generosity is compassionate. But there are examples of generosity which is, are not compassionate. Uh, you know, it's, uh, for example, it's not compassionate uh, to give alcohol to an alcoholic. Not usually. They, they might even ask for it. You know, you should be generous. You're a Buddhist. <laughs> <coughs> you, know, so, um, you know, so So, but you know, what's the compassionate thing to do? It might be the compassionate thing to say no. There, you know, not be generous, or or to be generous in a different way. So, you know, what's the comp- what is the compassionate thing? And what, 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 it, what is it in doing this act of generosity? How do we connect the, the, the poorest side of who we are, the part that can really feel and intuit or have deep empathy for someone? Uh, how do we really understand their situation and what's best for them um, is part of the quest of compassion. Yes? Is there an order to the parents? There is an order. And... Um, and uh, part of the order is that, uh, uh, as I see it, is that um, uh, the, the, there's a kind of connect, a kind of nice connection between the pairs of them: um, generosity and ethics. Um, ethics is a, one of the ways of being generous, to follow the precepts, and that's one way. Um, uh, renunciation and wisdom. Uh, you need good to have a lot of wisdom about how to renounce. The um, and then um, effort and patience. You know, if you can engage in a lot of effort, you better learn patience quickly. And then um, truthfulness and determination. There's a close connection between those. And then uh, loving kindness and equanimity. They're connected. So that's one one way. And also they build on each other. And so uh, something like um, uh, you know the ones that you know generosity is in some ways the most ordinary. Uh, So it starts at the beginning. Uh, It's also the one that connects us to other people. And and Buddhist path often begins with our connection to others and to create a healthy relationship to other people. So if we start with generosity, we're immediately starting to practice a relational practice with with people and, and finding healthy relationships. And so I like to think of Buddhist path very much building on healthy relationships to others. So we start there. Equanimity is more something we do for ourselves. Um, you know more than for others in a way, and so that's the last one. Uh, so we, often uh, Americans tend to have it upside down. We're so we're so individualistic that sometimes you focus on what's in it for me. You know my equanimity, and um, and also things like uh, truthfulness, uh, and resolve, uh, having a strong determination is very important. Um, but it comes out of all these after all these other qualities of having generosity and being ethical and having patience and all that. So uh, there's a way, so you can analyze it on your own. There's many ways of analyzing it, how they build step by step and support each other. Um, So, and and, uh, in the quotes that I'll begin, I'll I'll pass out each week, each month, um, a series of quotes from the Buddhist traditions and the Buddha and other places. And one of them is from a a, a, a treatise that was written about a thousand years after the Buddha, uh, that, um, uh, is a treatise on these paramis. And in there it describes how this, uh, one, one, one builds on the other. So you have to wait to each month to get it, but uh, you know, for each, one, each quality, but uh, it's, um, uh, you know, you'll get a little explanation there how they support each other. One of the nice things about the paramis is that um, they're one of the important uh, teaching uh, or practices in Buddhism that's shared by all Buddhist schools. So, um, uh, and they sh- they're sh- they share in this kind of bringing together of compassion and liberation as being at the heart of it all. So, in the Mahayana traditions, they also have they call the par- we call it in Pali we call it paramis, in the Mahayana they call it the paramitas. So you might have heard it. Uh, 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 they have a slightly different list in the Mahayana, but the the background for it is the same. Yes please. Yeah. It's kinda of, when I look at this we talk about generosity, so the last one is equanimity. Part of what comes up for me, I find that ability to be equanimous, and when I bring that into my life, it is probably one of the most generous things I can actually offer the world. So even though as I like hear you say it's individual, because of what it offers myself in return, there's no way I can actually keep that within myself fine So it actually almost ties the knot of these ten armies and brings it back to me around Mm -hmm. true generosity and actually what it means to offer that to the world. Beautiful. Sure, certainly. So when we get to equanimity, part of the task of that uh, exploration is how does does the practice of equanimity, the quality of equanimity, tie to compassion and liberation. So the compassion part is more the generosity part of equanimity. equanimity. Our equanimity has to have some relationship to our care and love of others as well. If I can make a request, if folks could use the microphone. Uh, We are recording this and um, it's a full day of recording, so there's going to be minimal editing. And so, nobody's going to go in there and boost levels or cut things out. So, if we could get people to talk into these, it would be great. Okay, so I'd like us to take a break. I would like this break to be silent. I can ask of you. And uh, let's do it uh, 15 minutes. Let's start again in here, because we have a lot to cover today. Um, um, So we're going to start at 10.40. 10.40.